0: Another week, another podcast here for you all at the Big Gold Belt. We got a lot of things to talk about tonight. Big E is our new WWE champion. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about um, a couple of things with AEW, the big match that has been booked for the big venue. So that should be special. We just had a house show in the D.C. area. We want to recap that a little bit and some other things. So without further ado, the whole team is here tonight. Let's jump into tonight's episode of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. everybody, it is another episode of the Big Go Belt Podcast. I think we're at episode 335, based on the graphics below. The whole team is back, has returned. Damien has returned after a couple of weeks hiatus, but it's all good. But yeah, the whole crew is here, um, and we got some things to cover tonight. But before we get started, as we always like to do, go around the table. Gentlemen, how's it going tonight? Everything's good in the neighborhood.
1: (laughs)
2: <laughs> a I'm, rainy I'm day
0: in the dc
1: area tonight
2: sad why sad because i'm going to new york for the aw show and they're not having dark there
3: oh that's right oh, that it's gonna be a mega dynamite rampage that's right
0: yeah we need to I we don't even have that on our topics tonight about the the two the two and two oh, two hours of each and I I, I was listening I, I watched aew and I was like wait what so I forgot to bring that up so um yeah we'll we'll cover that at the second half of the show tonight um but let's 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 start off with the house show that we had here in the DC area uh September 11th. Uh, the WWE Super Show, which means that they had talent from both Raw and SmackDown, which I guess none of this matters because the draft is coming soon. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Will did go. Um, I don't think any any other – I didn't go. Did you go, Jamal? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> didn't even sneak in with a cheap ticket at the top of the place. <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> it, it wasn't cheap enough. They wanted $20, and I said, no, thank you.
0: <laughs> well, you, you, you're you not getting $20. You know, Ticketmaster gets 20 before you even get anything else. So, but uh, all, Will. I had
2: was, all I had was a used SmartTrip card and, and, and maybe <laughs> a gift card to the carryout. That's all I was giving up for. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Will, man, how was the experience?
3: I tell you, first house show back since the pandemic. And I, I ain't been to a house show in, I think, at least a decade. To put it to put a time frame on it, the last time I went to a house show, the main event was the Miz versus CM Punk in a steel cage. Oh so wow, been, it has been a bit. It has been a bit. I'll tell you this though. DC was hot. DC had a crowd. There was probably a good, like from what I heard, about 6,000 people there. What? They had a they had a crowd down there. It was mm-hmm. actually spilled in. They had the bottom two levels open up to the 200 section and they filled that place up pretty darn good i think they set it up for about seven and a half eight thousand and they had six something so people were out they came out in force they had a good time everyone around me was having a blast uh they brought the stars wwe did not play i mean we got the first match back of becky lynch since pregnancy against mm-hmm. uh, bianca Belair. air and it was not like SummerSlam. They did a full-on real match, went a good 10, 12 minutes. Becky looked good, so she's she's ready. She's definitely ready to go. It was kind of, if anything, it was the Extreme Rules preview show because we also got Charlotte and Alexa, like they're going to do with the pay-per-view. And we got a um, main event was Roman and uh, the Usos against the Street Profits and Finn Balor in a six-man okay. tag and all of it was really really good the big thing i'll say is this maybe this kind of helps out with like the vibes at the house shows and just it's kind of the difference between house shows and tv so much more of it was just about fun and just the faces going over like the first three matches it was all just baby face win baby face win baby face win and people were just into it the only like dead spots in the show were charlotte and alexa did a double count out which didn't go over great, mm. but it was quick, and then people were kinda like, whatever. They were way into seeing Charlotte and Alexa. And I will say this that damn doll, that lily, there was a lily chant. That That doll
4: God.
3: is it is slowly getting over with folks. I, and I think Halloween is gonna put it over the top. Whoo, that doll called, is not going anywhere.
0: I, I don't I don't know if the word slowly worked here because I heard it was one of the best sellers when it initially dropped. So I, I thought it was already they, a hot commodity.
3: Yeah, and they, they did not have any there for sale. They had a little oh. t shirt that was very popular, but they yeah. did not have the dolls. Yeah. So the doll, I don't think that thing is going anywhere. I think yeah. it's gonna be pretty damn big as far as like the Halloween season coming up. So So we actually Ford, got a,
4: I got a major uh, question for you, Will. Yeah. How'd Hobo like it? Ooh, Hobo oh goodness, had that's a that's...
3: damn Hobo had a damn great time. She was bouncing off the damn walls. They're coming back in the holiday season for the holiday tour. She definitely wants to go again. She was over the moon to see Becky, and she was was getting her heat. She was getting her heat, though, because DC was all about Bianca Belair. Mm. So all this talk about people ain't going to boo Becky. Oh, DC booed Becky. DC (laughs) was firmly behind Bianca, and Lil Hobo wasn't too crazy about that, even though she likes Bianca, too. But she was very excited to see Becky in person, see an actual match with Becky in it. But Whoa, it was man. a hell of a time. It was fun. I, I forgot how fun house shows are because it really like so many of the complaints you hear about just like the visual style and yeah. all the talking and the promos. You strip all that away with the house shows, and it's just matches yep. and just one it's after just another. And there's not with the no yep and no backstage segments. Yep. yep. It's so it's just everything stripped down and with that simple formula, it just works. It, mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun. I was if anything, I walked out of there way more surprised with the whole show than I was expecting going in. They loaded okay. it up. So I might have to go back for the holidays. We'll see. But it was damn fun. It was damn fun.
1: How was Roman's pop and who had the biggest pop of the night? Roman
3: had a damn big pop. He's he definitely has like the split crowd right now, where like there's mm-hmm. a lot of folks that are into his shtick the mm-hmm. bloodline is over they mm-hmm. were selling a lot of bloodline shirts
1: mm-hmm. and then there's
3: mm-hmm. definitely people who were like who were booing him there were people booing him but i would say he was more over than he was getting booed by people mm-hmm. it definitely wasn't like back in the day mm-hmm. but finn and the street profits on the other side they were over too yeah. anything it was it was a lot just people were just happy to be out and to see people biggie was on the show right before he cashed in two nights later yep. to, to win the WWE title. Big E was over huge. Big E was over huge. Bianca was over huge. Becky, people were really happy to see, but then once the match started, they weren't into her. Were all about <laughs> Bianca. So if anything, people were all about the stars. It, it was, it was real interesting.
1: Mm. Okay. And, and I had this too. Just one thing I remember about house shows too, because you'll see Becky and, Bianca Belair you know competing on house shows mm-hmm. a lot of things that they do at house shows they kind of practice and script because they're going to put those spots on yep. pay-per-view or major shows so it's always good to see when you see those practice segments because when you see it later ah that's why they were doing this because they're going to oh, try yeah. to practice in a big spot I'm so you know how very, to... oh go ahead go ahead
3: very curious to see how similar the matches at Extreme Rules may look to what I saw last Saturday there It'll you go be
1: interesting there you go <laughs>
4: Hey, Will, was there any kind of shenanigans, like spooky-wookies with uh, Alexa?
3: All she did, she she had Lily with her. She brought Mm -hmm. it out. She put it on the ring post, and uh, Charlotte grabbed it somewhere, but there was no flickering lights. There was nothing like with it on the video screen or nothing. There was nothing to that effect. The doll was just there. It was part of her presentation, but Mm -hmm. they didn't, like, have the lights go out or anything like that or have it winking on the video board or any of that.
0: Mm -hmm. So... Is anybody going to ask the most important question? do not you go ahead and do it?
2: I, Where
0: I, was, well, I was going to, but I think I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah, that's right. Where was Eva Marie? I know. Shut
2: up. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: that's why I, that's why tickets were so cheap. You know, that's that's the problem. Right. Like, you know, as soon as she's there, like it, it, the the whole the whole margin of things is go to a other uh, other level, man. So well,
2: they would have sold I, the place out then. Yeah, I think to be fair, they not wanted to test it. They, they wanted to test it. See if if, we're you worthy know, Right, right, is this a market That needs the EVA boost <laughs> And and maybe when they go to Baltimore You know, they, they might EVA might have to be there for that you know, Maybe when they go to like Hershey, Pennsylvania They might have to bring <laughs> her in for that <laughs>
0: Hey, I, look, I, I'll, I'll place a, a friendly wager EVA Marie will be at Crown Jewel It's oh, happening Oh, oh Lord
4: Oh, God, no
0: She's going to be there and you know, wine and dine that, Prince. See,
2: here's here's yep. the thing, though. Here's the thing. <laughs> Even like Marie, Marie might actually be there in, like, a business suit. Yes. <laughs> because there's no way she's they're letting her on TV with her normal ring attire. Nope. <laughs> not at all. Yeah.
4: Do they allow multicolored hair over there, too? Because then
0: she's kind of asked out if not. I mean, everybody got multicolored hair. So she wouldn't be to the say, one. look like <laughs> Janet Jackson in a second. Every, every, everybody on the roster got color hair. So. But um, let's go to Raw and talk about the big moment of the night, Big E. He said on Twitter that he was going to cash in, and he went in and did mm-hmm. the thing, and we had that very special moment where Big E is now our 54th WWE champion. Mm. If, I, if I read correctly, 54, which makes him the fourth uh, African-American mm-hmm. WWE champion. Mm-hmm. But the question here, you know, as much as we like the move and as much as, you know, it was a big moment, why now? Why was this the call? Why did they they execute? Because Raw sucks. This cash in. Easy. In this this fashion. Easy
1: is one true answer. It has to do with Monday Night Football. You had your premiere of Monday Night Football. You wanted to make sure WWE has something to go against Monday Night Football. So why don't you tease something that's going to happen and say, oh, He's about to do it tonight. No, you can't be serious. This is not going to happen. So people can have that viewership to shift from Monday Night Football to actually watch WWE. And I was guilty of that. You know, I took my time off. Okay, Monday night's not coming on to 8.15. Oh, Big E's coming out in this opening segment. Let me watch here. They timed it perfectly to coincide with the highs and lows of what was going on with Monday Night Football to make sure they could spotlight on the right time. They knew what was happening because every fall, WWE, which their viewership is already going down in the first place, it always tears down some more when Monday Night Football comes in. So they had to bring something in to make sure people at least try to attempt to watch it, especially through that whole three-hour frame, not knowing when they was going to pull the trigger on it.
2: Even Marie can't do it by herself. <laughs> that too. That too. <laughs> These are facts. These yeah. are facts.
0: Um, As as you bring up football, uh, uh, okay. Okay. Just, just to my displeasure, I was wondering, I was like, wait, is Paige going to be streaming football tonight? No, that's my jam. After we're done doing the show, make oh, sure. Forgot catch forgot about my- that. <laughs> forgot you did that last year. Yeah, good point. Yeah, But, um, you know, my, my reaction to it is that um, I, I feel like the money in the bank is a walking mechanism or gimmick that just sparks. ratings, attention, it storyline, it, it, it's mm-hmm. the ultimate boost for whenever they need to do something. I do think that this was uh, one of those things where they wanted to see what would this do against Monday Night Football. Because, I mean, this Big E moment could have happened anywhere.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I don't think us as fans necessarily had decided when it should happen. I think we were kind of cool with it coasting. I mean, the the Burn Corbin and Big E thing was hot. I, I was digging Ooh. that the entire time. But the fact that he called and said he was gonna do it, I was in disbelief. I mean, once he tweeted, I was like, oh, okay. And I and I and I and I, you know, we also talked about Big E also being moved to Raw for the draft. Mm-hmm. And now it happens before the draft. Ultimately, this does a couple of things now. So this this uh, this clearly boosts ratings. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it's also puts back together the cash cow and merch in the new day. And I don't know if that's also been an issue as well, too, but you put them back together, merch sales goes up. They were amongst the highest selling for numerous years, not just periods, but numerous years. And I think putting them back together, merchandising, just like they did with Kofi when they pretty much redid a lot of their stuff, but now with him with the belt, is a Mm -hmm. hot commodity. And Mm -hmm. I think it's safe to say that Big E is a huge commodity by himself but even bigger with the new day and um you know i think it's, it's definitely a business move nonetheless but you take all that away i'm happy to see it i think this is one of those persons that when you look at their career you're like you know what he deserves moments like this he's definitely worked his ass off on every level um never heard of him being an issue in the locker room Uh, you know, whatever the gimmick, the match, the stipulation, wherever he's placed on the car, he never heard anything. And even when, you know, you had those unfiltered moments uh, on uh, talking smack with the Miz, which, you know, we, we, we said years ago when they were doing it the the right way, you know, that's when we got some of our best tidbits from these wrestlers. Not, you know, that's why that moment with him and and the Miz went so viral because it was truly passionate and it was very real. And, Look over at now, and I, I think that when you have to put that on the table amongst everybody who makes decisions in WWE, you got people like Paul Heyman who's going to vouch for you, and probably every single body else in that locker room and say, "Do it, pull the trigger." And I think this is going to be a start of a good run. Uh, so uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's just one of those. It's it's a calculated move of why WWE stays afloat. And doing this, and it just worked out for the fans, and I'm pretty sure it's working out good for them. Um, I don't look at ratings, I don't study them, I don't care about the numbers, but I'm pretty confident that things had to been increased by this. If I can say
1: two quick things, and I know I'm go- going out of order because I just did speak, but two quick things on it. <laughs> I wonder- order. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, I just jumped in and and I spoke first and nobody else got a chance to speak on that topic yet. But I want to say two things that you just said that was very important. Going back to what you said about the money in the bank gimmick itself. And remember, I talked about this earlier before. Now, in my opinion, what you kind of did with Big E tonight or last Monday night, it kind of solidifies how money in the bank is now officially your to me, your new top four Mm pay-per-view as you shift it for the summer now. Because remember, I made that reference for Royal Rumble does this to WrestleMania season. Now Money in the Bank does this to SummerSlam and also your fall season now, where if you're spotlighting a new champion during your fall time, which can be a downtime for WWE before your Rumble Royal Rumble season going into 2022 or the following year, it kind of solidifies that if you build it just like you did with Big E. The second thing is, I think Big E will still be a part of the New Day, but I think he'll be spotlighted separately now. I think New Day will be more focused on Kofi and and um and Xavier Woods but Big E like when he comes out and everything he's going to come out to his own music I, things of that nature to still solidify him as a singles mm-hmm. performer
0: separate. I mean we've we, we seen this numerous times with groups where they are a group but the one person mm-hmm. still shines above them all and I think that that's how they, they're going to just tailor it where he's he will be like the alpha of the group but everybody's mm-hmm. equally going to you know be together essentially you're not going to think that he's going to like be demoted by being back in the stable because that's where that's where we always look at it we always say like if you're in a stable and it works and it's successful we always say i can't wait to see that person have a singles run so now you're thinking reverting back like oh he's Mm -hmm. back in the group so this is diminishing his singles run i don't think that's the case at all here you know
4: I think the new day kind of just they're they're past that point of who's the one that's going to be the breakout star. They all have the capacity to be a breakout star in their own realm. We saw it with Kofi when everybody else fell to the you know the background when Kofi was the champ and it's the same thing now. Look at look at Kofi and Xavier's uh, gear. It's NWO Outsiders inspired. So does that mean now we're going to get Hollywood Big E? You know, like play, playing, the, oh. playing the, the WWE championship because I, I would like to see that. But yeah. I like the fact that it's almost as if they're taking turns. And I kind of dig that. And that's a nice way to not break them up because uh, everybody thought they were inevitably going to break up. Going back to the first question. Raw sucked. So before this. <laughs> so they needed something to galvanize and kind of put a jolt, shock the system, pardon the pun, of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> We can only see Drew battle Jinder Mahal 7,372 times before we don't want to watch it anymore. (laughs) I think with me, you know, I I got bored of Raw. I used to tell you guys, hey, wake me up when, like, something good happens. And knowing that Biggie was going to cash in, did I think he was going to win the title, to be quite honest? No. I thought they were going to have him drop it to to Lashley and then set it up for Extreme Rules. But I'm glad to see that, you know, Orton didn't win the title from Lashley and then it was like a Orton hands the belt over, kind of to Biggie, lays down for Biggie. I liked how it played out. It made me interested. But all in all, is it going to get me to watch Monday Night Raw? No. The only things I'm interested in Monday Night Raw are Lashley, who he's going to destroy. Now that Biggie and the New Day are kind of back together, that's cool. And are Nikki and, and and Rhea going to do something interesting besides be the weird buddy cop thing that they have going on? Hey,
0: Aside wh- from that, what what I got what no is- interest. What is wrong with you? You just missed You already like, know. The... No. No, 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 no. What is, is wrong with him?
4: That
0: what is wrong you with know, him? You I
4: don't give two two monkeys butts.
0: Mansour Mondays movie. is absolutely <laughs> why you turn in. And the Look, evolution <laughs> every, day the is week, Montser, every day of the reason number two.
4: Every day of week. and evolution. Ali are the most handsomest dudes on television right now. And I would gladly tune in to see them handsome faces. But it's not enough to make me watch a whole three hours of Raw. I'm sorry.
1: No.
3: All right. Let me jump in here with a couple things. Cuz you mentioned his name and getting lost in the whole shuffle here. Bob Lashley, I think had a hell of a title run. And I think no, yeah. it's not even this. a
0: question. Yeah,
3: Cuz he got to dominate from the spring up till now. Yep. And I hope to god Lashley is still in the mix that he's yeah. still going to be a top guy who knows if they'll keep Monroe in the draft, they can move him around or something, but I think Lashley proved That's- himself as a dominant heel with mvp that he can be the guy and be presented in that way with the suits where he he looked like a beast champion Let's, let's,
0: let's let's talk about that real quick i i totally see him going to smackdown i think again smackdown is still looking for pure athletes on that brand because of Fox, and I think he done solidified himself. And like again, I watch combat sports, and he he, he he fought in Bellator, and I still think there's a stink around Bellator not being a legitimate MMA league. And I don't think people appreciate it in the fashion in the fashion that they appreciate the UFC. And I and I think that also has to have a uh, play a little bit of part about what he's done. But a fighter is a fighter, and you gotta respect it. But we all know how the business is, and how these companies perceive things to be. It took him around. It took him a, a while to even grow fond of wrestling. So I think it's just one of those other things where uh, now that combat sports entirely is so big, you know, you can watch. Uh, I don't even want to even bring this up, but it, it was sad. But I mean, you, you can watch the trailer and watch Evander Holyfield get in the ring. <laughs> Stop it! Oh, but, but there's a market for it. You know what I mean? So I just think that when you talk about what he's did, he had a fantastic run. I think he proved at his age, which we should talk about, because he's been around for a while, and the the, the longevity of his body from, from fighting and from wrestling that he can show up each and every day. And the schedule is going to get bigger now because things are opening back up. I think he done solidify his showing <laughs> and his keeping in WWE. And I think going to SmackDown is an absolute promotion for him because I think they're going to utilize him and even a bigger star there. And I think he almost gets a redo because like once you get drafted, you know, it's like where you, you were at Lee in contention on the other show, you start mm-hmm. over Lee there. Slate. And I think yep. there's some money to be made there. You know, Brock is on SmackDown, Roman's on SmackDown, mm-hmm. you know. I, I, I think that's that could be interesting. But, yeah, he had a hell of a run. That's that's not even for debate. Yeah. So, And that's and, the
3: other part of this coin. Mm-hmm. Let me throw in real quick. The money in the bank is off the table now. It's done for the year. That's not going to come around until next darn summer. So Roman's title reign now just became a whole lot steadier because a lot of people were looking at Big E to be the guy to finally knock off Roman Reigns. So now we're looking at Brock Lesnar coming up in Saudi Arabia. Who knows where they go after that? But Big E's off the table now for going directly at Roman, except for one possibility I want to throw out there as a little idea. Come Survivor Series. What about a... The new day versus the bloodline.
0: Yeah, I I saw a couple mm-hmm. people talking about that. That mm-hmm. that sells tickets. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's an
3: it's a easy feud to do if they're gonna keep the whole raw versus SmackDown deal. Three exactly. versus three, it, it just it fits perfect. And I think people would be all about it for like, you know, that one show. It'd be fun as hell, I think.
4: Mm-hmm. I right, you know, folks. If we're gonna play if we're gonna play real quick this mystery booking thing about Roman's title reign. Do you have him break Punk's 434-day reign now because there's Absolutely. no one on the horizon that that's viable enough to really take it? And I'm not counting Brock Lesnar? Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yes, I mean, he's
3: already without a year, So He ain't going to need much more. He's already got one year already done.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't even realize it was that much. I was going to say, because I, I, I can't see him not having other contractual things coming along that's going to have him to have to take a, a moment away from it. But yeah, if he's already had a year, then yeah. It's very possible. Well, let me let me let me throw away. Let me throw out two things really quick. One thing to sell is you talked about the big four and money in the bank actually making it the big five. But is it safe to say that we're actually at the big six because Saudi Arabia actually holds the keys to one major show a year? And, these, and I don't care what people think about the perception of the nation of Saudi Arabia. They put out big production shows, big matches, all for the entertainment of the Saudi Prince, obviously. But all they got to do is tweak it to make things relevant, which they're doing now, and it's a big it's a big fight feel. So is it safe to say when you talk about the progressions of where one show is going to the next show, do you do you now incorporate this into your metrics? As much as I hate to say it, I, I think I have to
1: say yes. I hate to say it. Um, but it's like it's like your international WrestleMania. Because, look, the last time they had the Saudi Arabia, it was like six, seven hours, wasn't it? With so many <laughs> matches that they had on it. My and were bleeding. And, like, literally the, the stars you brought out there just so you can have this moment. Granted, even though the style of matches were, like, house show feels – um, it still was a money maker event where you use that to plug in things that you never seen before, like Undertaker and Goldberg. Even though it was terrible, you've never seen that before. So being able to promote that show in that type of way, I, I guess I would have to agree it. And of course, it's money to be made around here. So it yeah. just, you know, I don't know. I, I guess so. I, even though I hate to say it, I would say yes.
0: All right, Jamal, I got a question for you now. <laughs> Oh, man, I I just feel like I'm walking myself out on the plank on this one. (laughs) We're talking about Survivor Series, and you know, a couple of years ago, this was one of the best times in wrestling for WWE. We're going to be talking about NXT 2.0. Is there any remote chance that NXT 2.0 now becomes relevant as a third brand with everything that's happening?
2: So the short answer is it should be. For the first time since its inception, NXT is actually a WWE product. And if you don't like the WWE product, then you shouldn't like NXT. But basically, it was Raw Jr. Now, granted, I only watched about the first hour because that's not a product I wouldn't watch Raw anyway. I don't watch SmackDown. So why would I sit through NXT? But it's about damn time that they brought NXT into the fold as a member of the WWE family and not the emo, bratty, um, you know, adopted stepchild that only (laughs) Triple H wants to take, you know, take care of. (laughs) I'm not saying that... And the people will say, well, NXT is a shell of itself and how far has it fallen? And, well, it started off with, uh, you know, um, Sammy versus... um, Nakamura uh and then we had you know stuff like that and then you know Emma versus Paige kicked it off and then you know Natalia was there and it was great and then and now we got Braun Breaker <laughs> okay mm-hmm. so but uh you know when you look at the NXT it it was a very WWE product a guy like Braun Breaker um the two other black guys that I don't know that I don't remember their names um you know they were everybody was six foot you know and and completely cut up and they look like wrestlers or, or baseball players so i mean you know it, that's what wwe wants that's what wwe has bobby lashley was their champion big e is now their mm-hmm. champion you know that's you know mike and was their champion randy orton is their champion when was kevin owens champion
0: Oh long
4: time ago. 2017?
2: Yeah, something like that. So, you know, when was Sammy St. Chan? Oh no. Nah. Brian was a fluke. So realistically, when you look at the, the the heyday, uh you look at the different eras, whether it's Sam Martino or Hogan or Steve Austin, you know, The Rock, uh, you know, Macho Man, Warrior, and then further down the uh the line to guys like uh Cena and even roman reigns i guess um, Batista,
4: etc yeah yeah mm-hmm.
2: yeah right it's the same factory mm-hmm. with different shades of paint Yep. so i'm not surprised that uh i actually am surprised that it's that this is the direction they're going in but i'm not mad at it i just know that it's not for me but hopefully this will help in their transition between this and raw it seems like now finally after what seven years NXT is finally on the same page, at least on the same track, to Raw and SmackDown.
0: I, I want to I come back to that because I want to hash that out a little bit more. Before we go to break, we need to bring attention to our contest. I don't even have it to tweet up, but that's okay because I remember the majority of what it is. But folks, <clears throat> excuse me, as I clear my throat, we're running a contest. It's very simple. Follow us at BGB Group on Twitter. And then under the comment, uh, under the the tweet, uh, leave a comment for us. And that's all you have to do in order to win a new Bloodline shirt from the WWE shop. Uh, The winner will be selected the last Thursday of the month live on the show. Um, Very simple. Follow us. Leave a comment. um, And acknowledge him. Retweet retweet. the tweet. I just
3: retweeted it on the Big Gold Belt group feed. So at BGB group on Twitter, it just mm-hmm. got bumped. Just hit that retweet, hit follow and yep. you're in. You got
0: yep. a few more weeks here. So that even though I'm going to rig it for me and Will weekend, to win, even though I, I'm going to rig it, <laughs> Yeah, and you're gonna win, that's and fun. you can win any size. So hopefully, somebody that isn't three X doesn't win because that costs us more money.
2: <laughs> <And> that's, just,
0: <laughs> that's just the name of the game. But no, for real, uh, you know, definitely, uh, we're doing a contest. We want to uh, definitely get as much participation as possible, and we will be selecting a winner the last Thursday of this month uh, for you to acknowledge your tribal chief. But uh, as we come back from our break, now we're gonna rehash a little bit more of the NST 2.0. This has been something that we've been talking about so much because I really loved NST when it first started. I mean, I Man. one year I went to all but one takeover because that was just my goal, and I just it, just the product itself was so good. And since then, things has fizzled. But now that we're at 2.0, is this finally the direction that they need to go? We're gonna talk about that. And then we're going to move to A.W. more after that. So let's go to our break right now, folks.
4: Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you're stuck in one of those dinner ruts? So with HelloFresh, you'll get fresh, pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door where you can skip all the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. Because to me, that matters. You can enjoy cooking and getting dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from, each week there is something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness as well as simplicity. Now I'm looking over here at the hot honey brussels and ricotta flatbread, the balsamic fig chicken, and the chicken over garlic Parmesan spaghetti. My mouth is watering as I say this to you right now. Go to the link in our show notes below to get $80 off, including the free shipping on HelloFresh, which is your number one meal kit. Again, go to the link down below in our show notes to get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh.
0: All right, folks, we're back for our second half of the Big Go Belt podcast live each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be a part of the conversation. Join us live on Twitter at BGB Group as we cover uh, our weekly wrestling topics but uh as we come back from a break here uh we're gonna actually go back into something we were talking about a little bit beforehand before we went to break and that's nxt 2.0 now a lot of the reasons why nxt hasn't been successful and in our eyes has nothing to do with his competition it's because of a mistaken identity as i continue to try to have hope for NXT being branded as a third brand in WWE, where we got that one year that was a complete fluke. Uh, shout out to, uh, what was it? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I know exactly what it was. Uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that, wow. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. That, thank right. you. Absolutely. Thank you. You, you gave us- mechanical issues. Shout yeah. out to me- mechanical issues. Yeah. I'll take it, <laughs> which produced one of the best Raw and one of the best Survivor Series. That we've had ever. So uh, thank you. Or smack that was. Right now. Yep. Um, but, um, you know, as much as we like NXT, I look at NXT talent. Some of these people have worked all over the world. They deserve to be um, working on the main roster. And when you say that, because it sounds like a promotion, but at the same time, each of these three brands all operate different. They all have a little bit of a, a, a minor tweak about how they're different. But overall, they're sports entertainment. But NXT was working and operating like a super indie where we're getting more wrestling, straight to the point, you know, minor storyline stuff. And then there's a couple of issues here. The issue is that we're never, ever going to get away from the idea of going up to the main roster, which means you're already looking at NXT as a developmental lead. It's not a third brand. When you do have inter-promotional stuff, they don't have a ticket to the party. But you have these talent who has worked with these people on the main roster all over the world as they deserve, and surely they can handle their load. All sorts of different issues that we can probably talk about for another 20 minutes. But now that they're at NXT 2.0, as Jamal said, for the break, this is the first time that NXT is actually a WWE product. So... Jamal, I want you to hash that a little bit more, but I want to ask everybody else a quick question. What did you all, and I'll, I'll give it to the three of you, what you think about the production? We'll go with that. Production, graphics, all of that. What, what is your thoughts about it now? Now that it's here. It's so bright. So, go, go, Damien. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so Not, bright.
4: 90, I had to cover my eyes. 90% SpongeBob. of it. I said
3: that damn night was, let's turn on the damn lights. Because they mm-hmm. turn the damn lights up. And hell, I'll give it this. It's eye-catching. You you yes. ain't getting no pit of despair no
1: more. So
4: it's the lights vibrant, are on. For sure.
3: Neon colors. NXT Nickelodeon, as many have called it. So
1: you, you took the words out of my mouth. Well, I, when I was looking at it and I'm gonna throw a reference from Nickelodeon, I thought I was watching the episode of Wild and Crazy Kids. So, I mean, uh, I thought WWE Double Dare. Right. So that's right. exactly what I thought. Just just how dynamic and bright and, and I felt like Robbie E was about to come up and start fist pumping a little bit, you know, but you know, but, but but just the fact that, you know, it, it was different. Um, yes. I don't have any like, you know, likes or dislikes about it. It was just different.
4: Mm-hmm. I think for me what, what right when I saw the vibrancy and the color schematics it's a, it's a step up and two from the dungeon that we had with NXT for all this sure. time, which is great. Cool. And then you have Braun Breaker coming out looking like the new NXT logo himself with the old school style. <laughs> Aggression. Aggression. So mm-hmm. that actually kind of helped it too. And I don't know if it was picked up on the broadcast or more so in person, but the crowd felt more vibrant, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It was less fight clubby, more uh, FCW in a mm-hmm. good way. I saw a lot of people online saying this was FCW 2.0. And I said, what's wrong with that? Because that's what WWE wanted FCW to turn to NXT for. I thought it was a nice kind of callback to the roots of like, hey, to what Jamal's point was about, hey, this is what WWE is going to be going forward, a true developmental brand. The camera cuts, I could have sworn Kevin Dunn was back there. And then I read that he was back there. So it made perfect fucking sense in the world. But at the same token, I think they need... I think the one thing that was missing for me was a way to encapsulate the crowd because I didn't feel enough crowd involvement. Maybe mm-hmm. that's by design mm-hmm. at the CWCs to not include the, uh, the crowd as much. But I will say this on commentary, I did feel that there was more pep in the commentary than in previous episodes of NXT. And maybe it's because I hadn't been watching for a little while, but the dynamic between Beth and Wade and them just saying, shut up Wade multiple times throughout the episode, made me enjoy it even more so on that regard that was a win
3: yeah i think the biggest other factor i'd say when you get past the production and the lights and the graphics and then just the feel of the show the biggest other thing that stood out was the injection of youth on mm. it, between the new faces and then specifically you got guys like Braunbreaker, breaker who's all of 23 you got that girl who showed up at the diamond mine from the Titan Games. She's under thirty. There was a lot of folks in their twenties. You got a uh, the guy who got added to the uh, main event. Uh, there was Bloom's it, kid. was Va- Yeah, yeah, Wayne Bloom's kid from uh, the Destruction Crew, Beverly Brothers. What do they call him? Von something. They're calling him. I can't remember. Von Va- Von Wagner. That's what, what they're calling Wagner. him. Wagner. Yes. Yeah. So he so a lot of second generation people. If they're not telling you, are second generation yep. people, yep. but they're young and their new faces and we're going to see what happens with them. And if anything, hell, that's what developmental is supposed to be. Mm Yeah, it's not. (laughs) Developmental is not supposed to be polished stars that have been on the Indies for 15 years that you're teaching WWE style to. And that's what NXT had become. Now there's a mix of that. Because hell, you tell Stamp champion, Pete Mm -hmm. Dunne's still there. You have those folks, but they purposely injected a bunch of people that are true developmental projects. Yes. And seeing those folks develop is what was missing. That's what we weren't getting in the old show. It becomes so burdened down with all these indie guys that we weren't getting those. There was only a couple people here and there that were like your WWE projects. Now it's like, okay, we're making those guys more front and center. I mean, hell, the show ended, Champa's the new champ. Who's the first guy that comes up to him? Braun Breaker. So they're obviously have plans they got my attention I want to see what happens next week for sure those
4: two those two brothers that were the tag team those guys were nuts man I was watching them at first I'm like this is so freaking corny but then I realized you know what this actually works for the new NXT it fits
1: Mm
4: -hmm. and then we have Bo Buchanan's son teaming up with Josh Briggs so another second generation star so basically it's WWE light good good
0: cool all right Jamal
2: so i mean well, the, th- the big thing about uh, nxt and, and i guess it's finally you know they're finally streamlined uh i think the big thing for me is going forward what will takeover look like oh, uh,
0: i didn't think about that <laughs> yeah so
2: yeah so will, will that even be um will it even be a thing in this in the way that we remember it mm-hmm. um you know is it possible that nxt uh, now that they are incorporated, are they actually a third brand? Uh, you know, you could say that, well, they should, yeah, they were, of course they were, but they never really fit in. But now that they have been more streamlined to the product, are they an actual third brand? Um, and we see more of an interconnection between them raw and SmackDown, uh, that'd be interesting to see how well that plays into the draft. Now because you do have some of those old guys there that have been there for a while maybe not chompa but what if gargano gets drafted what if gargano gets drafted for somebody that really isn't performing as well as they could on the main roster somebody that just needs a fresh start and we've seen him on and smackdown both i'm not saying lashley or, or some big money maker but what if, what if it was the Miz? what if it was morrison um you know in nxt for, for gargano i think that's a fair trade
0: also, so, also I, I, to to that point too. I mean, Mandy Rose being on NXT was a move that I mean, I think you called not not that long ago saying you could see that happening. Yeah. it feels very natural to me.
2: Yeah, I mean, like granted, you know, I I, I hope they present her better than just like I'm a brunette.
3: <laughs> hey, I wasn't complaining. I was not complaining. That's all I'm gonna say about that. I know
2: you weren't, Will,
3: but
0: I'm just saying that, like,
2: we need a little bit more character development than, like, I'm attractive. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm. De- so, I'm definitely over that. Like the whole I'm I'm attractive thing.
2: There's already Eva
0: Marie, folks. No more discussions about this stuff.
2: Right. I mean, she wins everything. But, but so it, it will be interesting to see what happens going forward. Um, I really didn't like the commentary as much as I thought I would uh, because they've worked well together in the past. I'm glad they kept them, but it just, everything felt so forced um, where Beth Phoenix, uh, Wade Barrett would say something and then Beth Phoenix would just like, oh, shut up Wade, you silly goose. And it's like, uh, n- nothing really felt um off the cuff and then they would have like a five second pause and then uh you know they would go back to calling the action it's just like this is the most contrived bullshit I've seen since the Joe Buck commentary it's it's not good but that's how Raw is though I mean that's how Corey Graves is where he's being force-fed uh you know stupid shit to say to be a heel commentator because people care about heels and faces on commentary so I do applaud them for getting uh, getting it together, and even though a lot of people clown the new outlook, I don't understand what the new aesthetic has to do with their uh, with their brand. I think that's kind of the most interesting thing that they're going to need to explain. That's, uh, what does Platoon have to do with NXT?
0: Yeah, let's throw some guesses out here. I, I'm cool with this.
2: Uh, I legit I, don't know though. Like I'm, I've been drawing a blank since Wednesday, since Tuesday. I I just think that.
0: And I don't want to compare, you know, to Dynamite, but I do think that you have to kind of look at how colors, how that draws, the bright colors, how it becomes easily marketable to all ages when you do stuff like that. And I also mean, I also think that this is a very fresh way of just remarketing all of your merch you just like this is all new it doesn't look like anything we've done before so here's all new 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 stuff because it's a new thing I I mean you know I'm trying to think well, I was thinking about something earlier that was similar to this that's something that you know had a color scheme one way and then when they remarketed and rebranded a uh, rebranded and then remarketed it what it was they came out with a whole new color and it was just like this is who we are now and I, and I and I think it just shows success in doing such and, and like I don't think this was by any means, a tactic to say we want to be AEW, but I think it's also one of those ones like, you know, the color scheme and this way of, of, of blasting these type of colors on television, they work. Also, we can refer back to, again, the whole SpongeBob thing that happened some years ago with the bright colors turning kids into zombies, you know? So, I think this Wait, is what? one of those... You don't know about when SpongeBob was turned up too bright and so it was causing... zombies. I mean, it was like giving kids like epilepsy. It was giving them like visual impairment issues because it oh, was too that. bright. They got sued for it. That's why they tuned it down. Okay. So like, They'd yeah. Be. But um, you know, bright colors and stuff. It worked. I mean, our whole generation grew up on Nickelodeon as sure sellers did. named off a bunch of color. Matter of fact, what about when the NFL did the the whole well, Nickelodeon? Oh, it it was was the we People would loved love it.
4: that.
0: I want it again. Oh, definitely won it again. Definitely it's won it.
4: again. Bob in the end zone, baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nickelodeon so, is
1: a Viacom uh, with CBS, so I mean, we can make it happen.
0: I so I, I you know beyond like the legitimate reason, I think this was like, hey, this is easily marketable. Just do it, you know. Um, why, I also to, think to that me this is
4: going to be the the anti AEW now. Now this is strictly like you said earlier about no more indie darlings being brought into to NXT to make it like an indie show. Cause that was what WWE was lacking. But now it's like, Hey, you want to go do indie flippy dude, flippy do go over there to Jacksonville, do that to your heart's content with your bootleg Nikes, like the young bucks. And then huh? now you could actually be a WWE superstar mm. here in NXT. Now, because that's the goal is to make you a superstar. We heard for so many years, NXT can't make new talent for WWE. They keep going back to the well for the legends and such. Well, now we have a pipeline to craft a Ivan Maybe. Drago-esque, an Ivan Drago-esque WWE superstar from scratch.
0: Maybe Let's we see hope, what because again, <laughs> I've been bamboozled for a couple of years of being a third brand or it, having the identity of being the feeder system, and they lost their way somewhere down the line. Oh, well, that's what looks- happens
4: when you bring in a bunch of thirty-five-year-old indie wrestlers. You're going to lose your way from what you originally were concepted for. So So that makes perfect sense.
1: Let me ask this question, though. And just looking at Braun Breaker, and I'm just using him because he debuted last night, had a great debut. If When you look at what he is right now, if he doesn't make it to Raw or SmackDown, is that a failure? Or if he just stays consistently down with NXT with this 2.0, is that okay? Already
4: looking at him, the first thing I thought of was he was, what's his face? He was Mojo Rawley 2.0. like That's exactly who I thought of when I saw Braun Breaker. I said, oh... It's a more muscular, in-shape Mojo Raleigh without the fake hype cool.
0: uh, uh, But see, Mojo worked on NXT. That's the problem. It, did it, he, though? You can't, you can't say it. he he totally worked on NXT. Only when they but, put but, him with
4: Zack Ryder did he work No, nah,
0: no, nah, he worked totally by himself. He was a legitimate character. Characters worked on NXT, but the problem where it lies in this is what Marcellus said. Is it con- is it considered a failure when you get up to the main roster? What well, the question is: What are they preparing you for? Are they preparing you to only be successful here, or are they preparing mm-hmm. you to get to the main Correct. roster? Correct. Or mm-hmm. is destination to always stay at NXT? So it's Correct. like, are you, that, are you?
3: And that that's what should be the difference now. And being he's one of the the projects, being he's only twenty three, he's the exact. He should be the template of like, okay. We're doing this with you now. You get your wheels under you. We polish your act here. Once your time here is done, you win the NXT title. Then you move on. Yep. And maybe by the time he's 25, he's on the main roster or something. Hell, it may happen sooner than that. The way they're already going to give him title contention on, uh, by the end of the first episode. They, <laughs> they look like they got damn high hopes for him. They're not waiting, yeah. waiting around to be like, oh, I don't know. Let's, uh, let's let's see what this kid can do. I mean, geez, he wins his debut, and by the end of the first episode, he's got his eye on the on the title. So they yeah. clearly like what they see and are strapping the rocket to him. So who knows? He 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 might be in NXT for a year, and by this time <laughs> next year, he might be hell. He might be one of the first projects out the door. For all Truth. we know, the way they're treating him, we'll find right. out. But I can we briefly talk about the wedding? Oh, no. yes, we got to talk about the wedding real quick. At least, <sighs> hey, at least I'll say this. The wedding was pure sports entertainment. Yes. That's yeah. the thing. It was pure WWE sports entertainment.
0: <laughs> um, should we move on to our next topic? Anybody else got anything I want to add about NXT 2.9? All nine? right, go ahead. All right, cool. Jamal, you'll be in New York. <laughs> you are going to the AEW show yeah. um, at the uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium. Yeah, it's a huge show, it's a huge event I'm actually going to give you a lot of talking time here because there's a lot of things that needs to be covered and I know that you uh, extensively cover AEW so the, the the couple of questions I need to throw out there so we can make sure we get the content right here why are they going two hours for the Dynamite and uh, Rampage and what's your feeling going to an AEW show that I'm sure you bought tickets to well I know you bought tickets to just for the sake of the stadium mm-hmm. that you're getting big match feel for weekly television show. Now, like so, so did I,
2: you... uh, I know that you and the popular opinion uh, say that this is a big, you know, match and the biggest show and all that good stuff. Concept. I'm not going to argue against that. I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> so let, let, let's be clear. Th- here's why I don't care. Uh, you're, you're now. Um, the matches are the matches for dynamite, and the five that have been announced: uh, Pillman versus uh, Maxwell Friedman. You're never going to sell me on an MJF match. I don't give a shit. Um, there you go. Uh, uh, Black versus uh, Cody Rhodes to you know to end uh, racism once and for all. Um, oh man!
0: Oh, Buddy Murphy, Buddy Murphy confirmed.
2: <laughs> Buddy uh, Murphy confirmed. <laughs> I actually wouldn't be mad at that, but I really don't give a shit. Um, the avid uh, Angel. Buddy Murphy. Um, Sting and Son versus FTR. That actually, of the five, is the one that I'm looking forward to the most. Did you call I really don't give a shit.
0: Sting, he and, did
2: Son. Sting and Son. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Sting Jr. Hey, um, the ignorance level was getting high. <laughs> you have um, Dr. Ba- Dr. Baker and uh, Yoruby Soho uh, for the AEW Women's Championship. Title change, cool. please. Um, I don't think Britt should lose it right now, but. You know, whatever. Um, And you have Kenny versus uh, Brian. I don't care. Uh, Kenny's a boring champion. Uh, Chicken should heal. I get it, but I just don't care. And Brian, I never really liked the guy. I I get it. But the last time I cheered for Daniel Bryan was in Ring of Honor. So.
0: You think you're getting that back?
2: No. That was 15 years ago.
0: Oh, you're saying so he lost the stat.
2: I haven't seen anything from him in WWE that makes me want, that makes me anticipate this match.
0: I feel you, he's on. to be honest, the one match that I really, really remember him, like two match I remember that, that, you know, reeked of a ring of honor was the Gulag match and mm. the uh, Buddy Murphy match or matches that I like vividly remembered. I was like, but does he get, here's the thing, the whole gimmick with him now is a whole like, it's the same, I mean, everybody's about to start doing this. I didn't wrestle for so many years, and he I lost didn't. sight of things, and et cetera, et cetera. Now I'm back, and you know he's going back with his old gimmick, and now he could do pure wrestling again. So does he do it, or is he just talking a good game?
2: Um, well, that's, to be determined. But that, but that's the thing. Like for for a lot of these guys, a lot of these people, especially the new ones, uh, and this is why I'm kind of sour on AEW right now is that personally, I need a reintroduction to them. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. Baker versus Soho shouldn't happen. I shouldn't happen right now because I need to see if Soho deserves it because I don't care what she did before. That was in a different company in a different system. And she hasn't been highly, highly loveless in what, five years? So realistically, I need a reintroduction to her. Um, Daniel Bryan's the same thing. He's been in WWE for a shit ton of time. uh, And that's a different system with a different feel. So if you're everybody's expecting this guy this unbrighter potential, cool. But fifth but with what 10, 11 years removed from ring of honor, that there's no way in the hell that you're gonna tell me this is the same guy. So I, I mean, need a reintroduction. So if you give me Lee Moriarty versus Brian, let them go for 10 minutes. If you give me you know, um Daniel Garcia versus Brian, you give me Sean Spears versus Brian, I mean like if this these are the matches that we build up to. Um, uh, up to Kenny um, and then let them have that thing. But I've also thought that Kenny never really lived up to the hype that preceded them anyway.
0: All right, so basically the, 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 the question here which is being answered is that you feel like this match is being rushed too quickly.
2: It's not that it's being rushed. It's just that I don't have, personally, me sitting right here and only me, I don't have the resonance with any of these guys that makes me think that they deserve this spot right now. Mm-hmm. I'm because for me, when they got to AEW, they're starting at zero. I'm mm-hmm. not basing it on past performances because past performances do not indicate future gains. I'm right. well, so what I need to if because if we're going by that, and that's what I'm going by. I need something to get that started now with Adam Cole versus Frankie Kazarian. They started that.
0: All right, let me let me interject one more time here. So, again, I, I get what you're saying because like AEW sold you on something. And then now their identity is slowly changing. And then it's starting to become the fanboys' uh, uh, pleasure project. Where it's like, we really like this person. It's always been. Yeah, but, but I mean, like, Christian is the one wrestler I have never really been high on. Ever. I just really have never been a fan of Christian. Not even on impact. Well, not even on Impact. Nope. I just never been a fan of Christian. Mm -hmm. I really Mm -hmm. haven't. I feel like Mm -hmm. Edge was just such a bigger superstar than him. It just completely taint him as a rest. The the Mm -hmm. brood days, I was just kind of like Gangrel Mm -hmm. and Edge. And then there's like there's their stepson Christian (laughs) Christian. back there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I gotta say, what he's doing in AEW, I'm loving it. Because if, if I'm if I understand what you're saying correctly. He worked six or seven matches before he got his title match, and I was like, "Oh, he's not—he—he he really isn't out of his prime." Uh, why was you know yeah. WWE you know scared to pull the trigger on him? Was he injured? Like I'm confused. It doesn't even matter because right. what I'm seeing right now in in this and in Impact, he's he's rolling on all cylinders and won the title at Impact. Dope. The match with Kenny. Dope. The the rematch sort of thing cool even though he lost and I you know that was questionable how they kind of did that kind of knew how it was going to play out but I'm buying into him for the first time ever and I do I I get what you're saying and like this the whole like oh my god this person's here they're a good person from somewhere else so they should be the top person here and give them a big match and if these people aren't Attractions and they're actually roster members and they're here because this is the best wrestling in the world. Then yeah, it seems really privileged that you just like throw them in there. And I think this clearly goes back to our last week conversation where you're like, okay, cool. So you got people like that that's going to come and and you know uh, occupy the overhead, and then you got all these other people down below that you're just like, so what's up with them? What, what where are they going to go next? You know, when you start looking, God knows. The person will brought up now the gun club is aiming for the top now he's just like where are yeah. all these people <laughs> that y'all well, been building with these with these padded records But by, by the way i'm glad i can finally say this with confidence by and and i and i and as i quote from twitter spaces at anonymous name anonymous said i'm not going to a AE, aw to pat their records for their uh pat their records for their wrestlers." I was like, yes, that's exactly what they do. They get these people to come in there, make their records. Like, how the hell does this person have a 19 and 1 record? And then the person that, uh, and then the next match, somebody else got a 20 and 1 record. He's like, who the hell are they facing? Somebody has to have a losing well, record want here. Well, y'all don't watch
2: elevation, y'all don't watch dark, so that's what it is. Right. Yeah. It's all the usual elevation and dark. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: for sure. All these people who are being brought in to pat records. But yeah, and but then, be fair.
2: Goldberg was like a hundred and seventy-five and and, and O Way different era. era. Same
0: formula. Right. Same formula. Wait, no, no, the
2: just, hell is no, the hell is they not. they just house
4: shows. It's building up job against jobbers. How is that not yes. the same thing? Because it's literally bi- the same thing.
0: Bi- because they're building up people with legitimate talent to pat their people on their roster. Time. So you huge people problem.
2: Goldberg really isn't the same thing?
0: No. Because Goldberg was yeah. beating legitimate people.
4: That was exactly. on their roster.
0: Exactly.
4: But these and, people on Dark and Elevation are legitimate also. That are no, losing. they're not.
0: They're not even signed. They're just here like, hey. Uh,
4: okay, so on the off chance when Sonny Kiss or Matt Seidel loses to, let's say, Powerhouse Hobbs, we're not counting that?
0: No, no, those are both signed people. I'm talking about indie talent. The Utahs in the world,
2: before Utah became a... But, that, but that's the only a, difference, though. The, this, the formula. is the same. The players are different.
4: Just like in WWE back in the 80s when they were building up people, when Marty I, Garner was getting crushed I, by everybody like else.
0: I just have an issue that people are, you know, being brought in with no entrance, getting I, I jobbed I, I, out, and then the other person that's on AEW records record is being padded. That way, it makes it seem like that person is a bigger deal because I'm. I'm sorry. I know everybody loves Ty Conti. That's not my cup of tea. I don't think she's like all of that that everybody prays her to be. But her record is what, like nineteen and two? I think Cass was twenty one and one when he just fought Adam can Cole too. Yeah. Can y'all can y'all tell me nineteen and two in any sport that looks like a legitimate threat? Except let's the be NFC's. serious that. <laughs> let's be serious now <laughs> but no to, but to the, but to the point regardless Home of game. record regardless how i feel about the records you got people that got legitimate records like that and then they're not they're not even gonna be in a title picture why do you even have rankings well you got people that's just like i'm here okay, now but, but Throw them know, up top. damn
2: well that they use the college football methodology for the rankings <laughs> i mean like no, they're <laughs> so still going schedules. 11 and 0
4: going to the fiesta right. Bowl, Exactly. Uh,
2: because, <laughs> because austin gunn is like 58 and 0 <laughs> and you know damn well he's the Boise State of AEW. <laughs> I don't give a damn if he hired in two games. I yeah, got that more to say. Yeah, <laughs> right. so if, you get, like, if you get, right,
3: if you right if you're going fifty and zero on YouTube, you're not suddenly getting a title oh, shot because
1: you're <laughs> YouTube. Ah, that's funny, Will. That's
0: funny. Uh, so
4: well, it's like mean, amateur I'm, boxers that go forty-seven and zero, and then they turn pro. They're back to zero and zero at the bottom of the bottom of the barrel. So but that's is, right. Is that that's how seeing? it should be.
0: No, 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 but that's no. That's what we No, no, the no. Guns we're not. The not
4: getting a tag team title shot. They're going to feud with the Big Show. That, tag Ooh. team.
0: Their tag team division is not even on, on question here. We're talking about like you know, world title pictures where it's just like.
4: Uh, Okie's uh, not getting a title shot because she's nineteen
2: and two. She's not in the top five. Should Jay who, Cargill's who? number three. I'm looking at the rankings right now. Baker's uh, the champion. Ruby Soho at one zero is is uh, the number one contender. <laughs> oh, because the <laughs> no, number because right. yeah, one contender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, Yeah. Five, right. five, five. yeah, yeah. Rosa's is twenty six and two. Jade Carville is twelve and zero. Uh, Hikaru Shida is fourteen and one, and Chris Statlander is sixteen and one. Now, if you're looking, you know, if you're saying, "Well, why does Shida higher rank than Statlander?" is because Statlander has wins on dark, and she just beat better people. So and she's so Shida, a former champ. Yeah, and well, I mean she's also a former champ too, but but basically Statlander is is like the I don't know, the St. John's uh of, of, the, of the whole thing. And and, and she What's the what's the men's rankings? Uh and you this, know This, this, this uh, knocked me Jungle out Boy here. Number, Jungle Boy's is number 5 at 13 and 2. Christian Cage is number 4 at 7 and 1. Uh Undesirable number 1. Uh formerly known as Dean Ambrose is a uh, 13 and 2. Uh uh, Will
0: Hobbs is uh is sixteen and two and at number one, Orange Cassidy at fifteen,
2: one and one. Hmm. That's not bad. So I mean that, there's is, parody is, at the and,
0: top. And, and Brian's getting a shot next.
4: He's not getting a shot. No, it's not, that matches not
0: yeah, the match is not. That's non title. It's non title. Uh that's okay. part of
3: th- that's part of the thing with the whole talk about R. Because rankings
0: better, damn it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I I I rest my case here.
2: What was your case? <laughs> How you rest your case? That's not title. There's I rest no my case. case.
0: You can't fire me. I quit.
3: <laughs> <laughs> fire I me? Need, I'm already fired. I, I need a, a big
0: swole representation right
4: now. Let me get Seahawk on the phone.
0: <laughs> uh, anything else you want to add to the to this um, shenanigans? So I, I know it sounds like I'm just
2: just. Baros over the whole uh, thing about uh, AEW. I will say though that yes, the number one thing that I'm looking forward to is being in that building uh, uh-huh. because that in and of itself is a historical event. I've been 100%. to the building once for tennis. Uh, they have only had three, two other events that are non-tennis uh, at Arthur Ashe Stadium since it's been was built in like 2000 or 2001. Um, it's it's a hell of a moment to have a wrestling show in that building, like just point blank. So yes, I am there for the history. I'm there to document the history. That's that's job one. Uh, as far as the matches go, I really don't care. Uh, but, so the second most important thing to me is merch. I need that I was there t-shirt. I need yeah. that, you know, and I know I saw the AEW Statue of Liberty shirt that uh, somebody had on, uh, but I need that I was there t-shirt. Um, and then the third thing is, I hope Elevation is six hours long. <laughs> I hope it starts at two o'clock and it ends at like seven forty-five. Uh, but other than that, you know, the Dynamite show isn't really uh, doesn't really work for me. Um, Rampage being two hours, uh, and they've already announced uh, Punk versus Hobbs. That actually may be interesting. Uh, Jericho and Hager versus uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Uh that's like eating a bowl of like off-brand Cheerios with no milk, just water. <laughs> I- I'm sure it's filling, but do you really want that shit with water? Um <laughs> and then you have a uh, Cole in the Bucks versus Christian Cage and Jurassic Express. Uh I don't need to see Luchasaurus ever wrestle again. Um Jungle Poy is the real star. Uh you know, realistically. But is that is that worth staying up to midnight? And then of course they're gonna have to add something else because. It's uh a two-hour rampage and rampage starts at 10, they're not gonna do three matches in two hours. That should be closer to five or six. So I wonder what two matches they're gonna add in the next uh six days between now and then. But real, but but also, and I think this is the most important thing, the show rampage is gonna end at midnight.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh whatever elevation's gonna be, because my ticket says seven o'clock, but whatever elevation is gonna be, and if it's an hour, it's an hour. Unfortunate. Dynamite's two hours. Rampage is two hours. Do I really want to see CM Punk at midnight? Mm. No.
4: Five hours.
2: But it's like WrestleMania a WrestleMania
4: weekend in the Palooza.
2: I don't mind the five hour show. You know, I've, I've watched a two-hour match before. I don't I don't mind. It's just that what am I getting? Uh you know, for this to be up at, at midnight. Um and and I don't think that's worth it for me. So if, if Punk versus Hobbs is the main event of, of Rampage, then you know what are you gonna do? I'm happy to miss it. Uh, I, I don't need it. But for me to be in that building, you know, for what it's worth, I'm I'm happy to be there. I really am happy to be there. Um, and and maybe it's maybe a good match or two will come out of it. And elevation, who knows who the hell is gonna show up there? That's why I'm the most interested about it. You don't know who's gonna show up. It's a surprise. But uh for the marks, uh oh uh Kenny versus Brian Danielson, boo, you know, fine. I mean if, if you're if you're happy, then cool, uh good on you. I think there is something that everybody can take away from a show like this, and it is a massive, massive, massive deal um uh to have a show in that in that capacity. So really happy to be there, um happier to get the hell out of there because it is still Queens at midnight. Um <laughs> But I'm really just hoping flushing that it's not that bad. It's flushing. You know what happens in that park after dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be in flushing uh in, in flushing meadows after dark. But um, unless you're Koreans, really good. But the idea is Truth. Yeah. But the idea is um really happy to go to the show. Uh I am glad that they're gonna be back uh, at, up in Belmont at the new arena. Um early in November, I think, uh, and it should be a fun time. Please let Elevation be six hours long.
3: <laughs> elevation will be starting at lunch, and then I hope so. Rolling, I'll be rolling right in. Yep, <laughs> I will just quickly add that I don't mind the whole Omega and. Danielson match happening this quick. Like we mentioned, it is non-title. I know there's a lot of people that were saying stuff like they should be saving it for pay-per-view. It's why is Brian's first match automatically against Kenny and all this. And I'm looking at it like this. They got a big show in a stadium between CM Punk and Brian and all the momentum they got right now. They are just riding that wave. And I think there's no wrong they can do with this being a non-title match. Just do it. If they want to have it segue right into uh, doing a title match on the pay per view, they would be kind of rehashing what they just did with Kenny and Christian, where Christian beat him for the impact title first. Then it led to the title match on pay per view. But they have so much goodwill with Brian Danielson right there. You know damn well, their hardcore fans are not going to care one bit. Mm -mm, Not at all. They can paint by numbers on this. And I think all they're trying to do is just ride the wave of momentum and. If anything, my big question, I think, kind of becomes, well, you burned through this already, then come, uh, well, where's Brian go from here? If, if you do this match, and then you do do him and, a uh, Kenny on the next pay-per-view, okay, you've done it. It, it. It's out of the gate already, so I don't know how... There's, well, I, I mean, there is other for Brian to, to do, but you're, you are definitely doing the quick, the biggest match you can do with him right away. But to so, be fair,
2: Kenny's a chicken-shit heel, so I don't, I, I wouldn't expect a clean finish. Not at all. Right, it it it
3: could very easily be a big schmazz at yeah. the end, but gotta keep in mind that right. AEW is not known for doing DQs. So but it doesn't have to
2: be. A, it doesn't have to necessarily be a DQ, but it could yeah. just be a, a you know just a regular BS pin. Uh, you know, Callis is going to be there ringside. Who the hell else knows who's going to be there? You know, at ringside. And Brian doesn't really have any backup per se. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I that's that, that it, there's no way they give you a pay per view match. They'll probably give you ten damn good minutes, and then butcher the uh, the, the Indian with two minutes to spare in the show, and, and that's how it ends because they know that they need to go forty five minutes at the pay per view.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they ha- they definitely have options. So yeah. I'm gonna be really curious to see how they handle that match and what mm-hmm. they do with it. But I I don't think it's a problem to do it this quick, like some people are saying.
0: Yep. All right. Um, I will say this, and then we're gonna go to news. I of watching aw how many segments or moments we're going to have with cm punk like
4: he's you mean memorable moments or just moments
0: like i'm trying to think what i can compare oh i know what i can compare it to i'm not even going to even say it but like <laughs> oh man i'm gonna say it off air but like him coming out always having a speech always being like a cm punk moment is that starting to get tiring to you all or is it just me
2: it was Tyrant in fucking Chicago when he spoke for twenty minutes. Like this is yeah. a wrestling show, Maury. Yeah. Shut the fuck up already.
0: Right, how, how soon before
3: someone at Turner steps in and says like You got to quit jumping into the crowd. That's an insurance risk." <laughs> and puts never. an end to that crap. Never, <laughs> no, never. Uh, he's an they an don't care. Contractor, remember? Yeah, yeah.
0: As matter of fact, speaking of that, yeah. if you like, they're, they're definitely not worried about that considering what Charles Broccoli and uh, Shaq be doing Ooh. on set, and those big <laughs> mammoths be doing anything. So like. It's, it's they're all on the same number. One Media's is not even looking down in this direction at all. They got they got other things to worry yeah,
2: about. Yeah. Now AEW was number one uh, this week in the ratings, and they were number six in all of television in the U.S. Uh, they beat the CW by themselves, and they were better than most of CBS. It's I don't move. think
0: October know, is going to change the game.
2: No, it doesn't when- matter. But I'm saying like right now, yeah, yeah this is
0: what it was. Yeah. They're yeah, white yeah, hot right now. Yeah, once fall once the fall Slater show starts coming on, it, everything changes. Again, everything changes.
2: I don't care about what could happen. I'm only saying that right now, as of last, as of four o'clock, when the ratings came out, AEW was the sixth best show in all of television on Wednesday night.
0: Do you understand? Do you understand that right now that there's teams in the NFL that are one and 0, that <laughs> you can say is ranked number one in the league means nothing until the end of Week 18. When the hell did they do that? I just thought about that. Uh, this year. This first year. For this
2: year. They, they took away a preseason game and then they gave uh, to the regular season.
0: Money. Let's go to news.
2: <laughs> cool. uh, so speaking of money, Andrew Yang. Uh, <laughs> is <asking for laughs> WWE talent to come forward after speaking with the Department of Labor. He said on the Twitter machine. Uh, had a call with the Department of Labor. If you're a current or former WWE performer who feels like you were misclassified as an independent contractor, contact somebody um, and let's get you what Vince owes you. Been a long time coming, but this storyline is real. Uh, I think the interesting thing is to what exactly does that mean, misclassified? Um, because I don't, you know, whose contract was botched after the fact? Um, also... Uh, What exactly does he mean by get what Vince owes you? Um, I, I, you know, I I just kind of want more details to come out about that. And also what precedent does it set for other uh, wrestling promotions down the road? Because it's not that Vince is doing anything unique. Everybody in the wrestling uh, industry works contracts in a similar fashion that it's, you're more or less an independent contractor assigned to do the job at the show. Um, so for some guys, it's more rigid. For some guys, it's more streamlined. Uh, it's more exclusive. But yeah, that's how wrestling works. So it'll be interesting to see how far that goes. And also it be interesting to see if Zelina Vega is still serious about the unionization uh, deal and hmm. and um, kind of haven't heard too much about that. But uh, I
0: mean, you know, yeah,
2: well, uh, yeah, WWE has beaten uh, the government before. So we'll see what happens. Uh, numerous governments. N- numerous governments. <laughs> Even the, the Saudi government. <laughs> Domestic and abroad. Let's leave it at that.
0: And pretty, of sure, Saudi, pretty sure they're attached to NATO at this point. <laughs>
2: Things are getting out of hand. <laughs> you know, they, they need to. But um, and speaking of Saudi Arabia, yes, it is confirmed that Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar will happen in Crown Jewel on the 21st. That's a 1 p.m. Eastern time start. Uh, 10 a.m. on the West Coast, uh, 8 a.m. in Hawaii, and 8 p.m. GMT, that's uh, London, Portugal, uh, if you're on uh, Hopping on the Cock or if you're on WWE Network okay. outside of the US. Uh, because I don't know why they need Reigns versus Lesnar uh, for Super Saudi Slam in your house, but I think it's kind of unfortunate that that's the thing that they immediately go to. Um, you know, they could, they could just, they could do Big E versus Reigns title for title. And I'm not saying that that's, you know, he doesn't have the stress or drawing power as uh, Brock does, but if you're watching the show, if you're watching the show, you don't necessarily need to push Brock into this uh, into this match, especially with his limited schedule anyway.
0: So, to eat my words that I said earlier, the only <laughs> Brock coming back isn't a coincidence because it meant something for WWE. This was Saudi Arabia <laughs> sending a care package and saying, we need our guy. And what, all coincidentally, he comes back SummerSlam, and the next thing you know, Crown Jewel is back? That's, that's Brock's second home at this rate. You know that's where he shows up mm-hmm. at. Spoiler alert, Undertaker returning. You heard Hope it so. here first. Hope so. Goldberg, <laughs> Gold- Goldberg, Oh Goldberg, a billion go- percent will be there. Goldberg I and have-
3: Lashley, the go- Goldberg Lashley rematch from SummerSlam.
0: Non title. Non title. <laughs> That's gotta happen. Non go
3: title. not Goldberg Blashley's wins. Champion
0: oh, that. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. Go ahead and sign that in blood, Will. Wow. <laughs> We're
2: doing that
0: now? S- salty blood. Wow. Oh, geez. <laughs> geez. <laughs>
3: I'm, not, I'm not touching that one.
2: Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, so I said before and I say it again, AEW uh, was the number one rated cable show on Wednesday. 1.17 million people watched it. Uh, they beat The Challenge, Real Housewives of Wherever the Hell, uh, Married at First Sight, and everything on Fox News. Dr. Pimple Popper was number eight, so good on you, Dr. Not lady. surprised. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's, a, it's a fantastic show. Uh, if you're not on the Pimple Popper train, you know, you need to get on it. Um <laughs> The last thing, of course, uh, SmackDown is going to uh, happen uh, from Knox, beautiful Knox, Vegas, Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, tomorrow night. Uh, GCW is in Los Angeles uh, for, for the highest in the room. Uh, WWE is, you know, house shows, circuits, rolls on there in Charleston, South Carolina. GCW uh, moves down to San Diego on the 18th, which is Saturday. Uh, C4 Wrestling, good for them. They are back uh, wrestling with cancer as a charity event. Out there in Ottawa, Ontario. Um, WWE heading to the UK for their live tour. Uh, they're going to be in Newcastle upon Tyne uh, in England.